Digital Insights, a training segment within the BCTGM Voices Project. I'm Michelle Ellis, Director of Digital Media. Each month, I will bring you a tip or trick for building relationships with existing and future members on social media. These are the tools to streamline your communications and help you reach more workers with better messaging. This is Digital Insights. Last year in April, I recorded a training in here that was called We Are What We Consistently Do. This was episode number eight. I talked about the difference between goals and desired outcomes, how we can set a series of goals, map things out on a calendar in order to reach a desired outcome, and that we would always have an end date for these things. The end date is the key, a place where you can stop look back on all the activities and see if we got any closer to what we deemed our desired outcome. So in that episode of the podcast, I mentioned that this was the exact process for this podcast, the BCTGM Voices Project. Back then when I talked about it though, we were only four months in and today we've been doing this for a full year. Yay! So I thought I would put my own advice to task today and look back at the proposal that I first sent to President Shelton asking him if I could have permission to even start a podcast. So I have that here. I wrote this back in 2020. The objective I wrote here was to lift the voices of our diverse membership, teach them to be more effective and influential online. The desired outcome, I wrote it right here. Uh, was to have an engaged, empowered membership with an interest in future leadership roles that would strengthen our union. And then I went on to the procedure where I laid out the goals. Every month I would do an interview that would allow a member, local union leader, or uh, other internally involved person to tell a story that might inspire action and other people, other members of our union. And then we would follow that up every month with a social media training program where I would give you some tactical advice and tools for implementing some of your ideas. So that was, those were my goals to record two podcasts every single month for the entire year of 2021, January through December. Um, so here we are again, a year later. The first question is, did we hit our goal? Two podcasts per month all year long. So the short answer to that is uh, no. <laughs> I managed to get 21 recordings in last year, but once we got into Striketober, there was a lot of social media to keep up with um, in real time. So from January until October, yes, we recorded two podcasts per month, every single month. And then in November, I got one in. We talked to the John Donier workers about their strike. And then in December, of course, this is when Kellogg got settled and there was a lot of media to keep up with then, so we didn't get any in in December. But the second question on the idea that we mostly did, we mostly got them all in. The second question is, did we reach that desired outcome? So again, the desired outcome was to have a more engaged, empowered membership with an interest in future leadership roles that strengthen the union. 
I would say to, for the people that we had engaged in these tools who have been here through the duration of the group paying attention and been involved, the answer to that is yes. I see that Andrew Gutierrez joined uh, the watch party. Hopefully he's still here because I'm going to call him out first. He was interviewed on episode 13 back in June. And back then, Andrew was the president of Local 351 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He has since been hired by the International Union as a field organizer. So yeah, he stepped into a little bit of a higher position and is now working for the International. So congratulations to him on that. Another person that we had on our podcast in July, episode 15, was Chantal Mendenhall. She was involved in the Frito-Lay strike back then. She was a trustee in Local 218 in Kansas City, and now she's their principal officer. She's a business manager in that local union, and she has stepped into leadership a little bit more, which is fantastic. And actually, I know for a fact that this podcast lent to this being her choice and her path because she told me at the end of the year, she never looked at herself that way until she was asked to come on our podcast and talk about some of the activities that she had been leading the way on there in her local union. So that's really great. And I'm also really proud of her. Another person who has been on our podcast and has since advanced in the union is Jared Cummings. He was in episode seven last year. We talked about some of our political activities in the international union at that time. He was a rank and file organizer with local 53 on their executive board. And he was involved in some ground action to help get the Georgia senators elected in the runoff election in January. He is also now a uh, staff organizer with the International Union. So congratulations to Jared. In addition to these three, there, we have workers and members who are increasingly becoming the teachers and taking the reins from me on some of this stuff. An example of that is Darlene Carpenter. She was in episode 18 last year talking about the Nabisco strike, you know, how she came into that as the financial secretary of her local union, one of the two top officers trying to lead her members through this action, how she wasn't very familiar with social media at all at the beginning of that strike and really kind of fumbled her way along. And I say fumbled, but she did a great job. You know, she ended up being on Instagram, she got on TikTok and she was making videos and she was getting the word out there. So that was really cool to hear from Darlene as well. And then in, I believe November, there was a new officer training here in Baltimore, Maryland uh, for a group of new officers. Matt Clark runs these trainings, of course, they're a week long, Darlene, was in attendance along with Keith Bragg, who's the president of, of that local union in Richmond. And they were able to give a lot of insight to the other students, just talking about how they were serving their members through the strike for 12 hour shifts, switching back and forth, talking to people out on the line. They were able to give some tips on some digital tools that they implemented to stay in communication internally with the members throughout the strike. You have members from all of these strike lines. You know, once you've been through something like that, you have insight that you didn't before. They would show up to each other's lines with support, supplies, advice for each other. As an example, I know that Chantel drove up to Omaha during the Kellogg strike. I think she did that two times 
and marched with those workers in their strike. And then Darlene and Keith took a little road trip through Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and then up to Battle Creek, Michigan, dropped off Gatorade, talked to the workers and, you know, showed their solidarity in that way. So it's been really cool to watch so many of our members step into these roles this year, pass on what they know to the brothers and sisters of our union. So again, I would say, yes, we have gotten at least closer to our desired outcome. And I hope that we can expand this to even more members in the coming year. So taking a beat to note some things that we've learned along the way. First and foremost, for me is that labor has a lot of support in the community right now across the country society really understands the pressure that's been put on essential workers and so many of our members had been deemed essential workers throughout the pandemic the bctgm is a small union that really gained a lot of respect last year for going head-to-head -to -head with three really large snack companies big names you know in just a short amount of time in the span of four months so it's a good time to show up on social media more. As a member of our union and a participant in our activities, talk to your non-union friends and family about organizing. I was really surprised this past week to get on Twitter and post a, a few things about the organizing campaign that our representatives are running in Stewart Straff, Virginia, and have that just really get picked up. I posted a couple of tweets and they've been reshared. People are excited to hear this. You know, you've got a little union who gained a bit of notoriety last year. Combine that with a big name like Hershey Chocolate and it's kind of a perfect storm. So again, uh, it's a good time to show up on social media and make that connection. Another takeaway from the year was Facebook groups. These private groups that our local unions were putting together, you know, I trained on several different platforms last year. We talked about Facebook pages, uh, Instagram stories, you know, using this to um, build your brand, if you will, to say this is who we are. Uh, but private groups really proved to be the most useful tool for engaging the members internally that I was seeing by the end of the year. You know, local union members were able to communicate openly with one another. When you have a private group, you've got this forum where you can type your questions in. I saw a lot of uh, local union leaders taking responsibility for managing those conversations. And by that, I just mean making sure that the concerns of the members were being met with answers in most cases. We also had two strikes, which involved multiple local unions in multiple places in the country where those people who had their private groups established were able to cross into, you know, like members of 3G were able to get into uh, the Memphis group in 252G and, and kind of get insight on what was going on down there. Same with Omaha and in Lancaster and to bridge those communications and help everybody to really stay together in solidarity towards their common purpose. So now we're even seeing it in organizing. The Hershey workers do have a private group where they've been asking those tough questions. You know, you have to remember these people are not unionized yet. So uh, our representatives are working on that and they have tough questions. You guys are involved in organizing. You know the types of concerns that they have. And they have now this forum where they can have those conversations and we can see it. I'm involved and mostly I stay out of it 
but in a couple of instances, I've been able to answer a couple of their questions as well. So this has been a really good tool for us and something that we'll be trying to use more as the year goes on into 2022. Another thing that I wrote in this proposal that is kind of notable, again, this is a year before this kind of even got started. I said, I was hoping to use shorter clips from these interviews to later be extracted for quality content on social media. So video, you know, a minute from this conversation, we could share on social media and show someone giving their insight. And one of my favorite clips from the year was from the episode with Darlene Carpenter when she said, you know, a local 358 had returned to work at Nabisco. And she said that it's different now. The members have each other's backs and that's what a union is supposed to be about. And between the strikes, these video interviews, everything we've been doing in this group, I really believe that sentiment applies across the union. You know, we've made a lot of progress in digital communications this year. It isn't just me anymore. It's all of you communicating with each other using these platforms. That was a cool thing that she said and it, it's true across the board. This brings me to the part where we set the vision for 2022. We do try a lot of new things in this union. President Shelton is really great about that and trusting us. Like he always says, you know, we'll try it. If it doesn't work out, we'll stop doing it. And if it does work out, then we'll continue. So I really think this podcast has provided something essential for us in the way of human connection and bringing us together a little bit more. Uh, especially, like I said, those local union Facebook groups. As an international staff person, it's hard for me to sometimes know exactly what's going on from location to location and inside your workplaces. But to be involved in these groups has allowed me to get at least a snapshot of that to tweak our social media strategy in order to serve that a little bit better. So I feel like I know you guys much better than I did a year ago, and I hope that you're starting to feel like you know each other much better as well. I'll also say at the end of the year, uh, we started implementing this podcast concept in a live setting. So at the Midwest Conference, we did it on stage. So, you know, here in the group, we do this on Zoom. So you've got your four squares there. At the Midwest Conference, we set up on the stage uh, row of people um, and we did it there. We did it live for the audience. And I think we're gonna start doing more of this going forward. We're definitely putting something together for the Western Conference and most likely for the convention also. And then some goals that I'll set for today. In 2022, I'm hoping to maintain the podcast just as we set it up. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? So continue recording two times a month for the podcast. And then number two, to continue to bring it live and in person as often as possible. So I'm looking forward to a really great year with you guys with even more talks about strategy, bonding together on our shared union values, solidarity, and thanks for listening in today. If you found this content valuable, please consider sharing it on your own social media pages and be sure to tag us. We are BCTGM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more on the activities of the BCTGM, go to bctgm.org.